0: The Runner's Diary podcast with Brian and Damien. News, results and interviews from the cork running scene and beyond.
1: Welcome to the Runner's Diary episode 34. I'm Damien.
0: And I'm Brian.
2: On this week's show, we will have all of the latest news, all of last week's results and upcoming fixtures. And our
1: interview this week with Emma Murphy and Joanne Fish from St. Finn Bars. That's all to come on this week's Runner's Diary podcast.
2: Okay, welcome back for another week, now actually I'm just going to stop before we move forward I just have to spotting that you have a lovely, lovely top on that I don't have actually so Oh look at this a, That's that's a, an argument now at the start of the show before yeah. we even start Not that anybody it, can see it but uh, yeah. No so,
1: if anyone, no one can see it, I'm wearing my lovely new Go Sports Teamwear jumper that um, Graham in fairness has given us and I must say it is tasty um, It is really nice and comfortable and we've got the t-shirts which I've done a run in by the way which I went for a run the other day with that and is really nice and I was like right I don't like obviously wearing t-shirts or anything like that and I oh it was actually lovely so in fairness to Graham thank you again for the support um, he's given us with the podcast Um. obviously the hats as well, we sold out of our, or the last hat was handed to the person, the last person today. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we have 20 more coming very soon. Um, And once that's done, we'll give everyone a a shout out just to let them know. And they can be, they will be able to be ordered on the Go Sports Teamwear website as well. So, you know, keep an eye out for that. They're on great demand yeah,
2: that's good to hear. I'm looking forward to getting my own now after seeing you yeah. and yours.
1: Yeah, you yeah. I'll have yours tomorrow, don't
2: worry. <laughs> good stuff. Right, before we go on, I better give a bit of praise again because, yeah, I listened to last week's uh, interview with Kieran, and the fairness, it was a good interview, a long interview, but a good one. Mm. But, but um, no, I spoke to a good few people this week again, and they all enjoyed it. I think it was a bit different again. Um, but the one thing coming of it that I think is we have to be a bit more cool. We got to learn how to say, "Yeah, yeah fuck it, man." Or, yeah, f- no, fuck it. That, what, what an American and accent. But
1: but <laughs> you know what though, Brian? It helps to the fact that right. And I would love to to get out the video of it at some stage. Uh, you know, but where he was sitting, you know, it, you cannot be nothing but cool sitting yeah. outside. As I said, you know, with the sun blazing, oh, it was incredible. Um, but no affairs to care on. Um, really enjoyed the interview. Really great with his time, you know, the interview. we, I honestly could have went on for two hours, I'd say, and he'd have had no problems with it. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we just need to keep them a little tight. But, you know, in
2: fairness, it was good. Yeah, and look, as we know, coming up this week, we got another great interview. Um, again, I really recommend people hang on and listen in, in the second half of the show. Uh, we interviewed Emma Murphy and Joanne Fish. So Emma, as many people know, as a St. Fimbers athlete, um, it's just incredible how talented she is. Mm. I mean, that's one half of the story, and, you know, I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, I think we knew a bit about her past, but, yeah, my God, you could throw anything at her, and I'd say she'd probably achieve at the highest level in it. And, of course, the second half of the of the interview then came more about something that's probably a bit more serious, and we've all spoke about, but um, her battle with long COVID. And this is, like, as I say on the interview, it's like a Netflix documentary, because it's it's more, you know... we said it as well, we've always spoke about COVID and how it's inter- you know interrupted our training over the last couple of years and races, but this is another level, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And in fairness, like, you know,
1: we and we do say it in Joanne, who is a doctor and is um, Emma's girlfriend, you know, has been a massive supporter and you can hear that through it, you know what I mean? And they're, you know, they they kill each other. We, we tried to get ourselves in on their fight, which we couldn't get, but, you know, it's a really good interview and I, we really enjoyed it. Um, and again, we actually didn't talk much about running really, mm-hmm. you know, th- like it was just more about, you know, her pa- her her sporting past and the present at the moment, you know, so it's, it's something a bit different as well
2: because it wasn't all about running. Yeah, and to be fair for those, again, you'll hear this in the interview, so like Emma went from this time last year winning the Eagle five mile to... You know, again, I won't spoil it, but tune in and listen to where she is now. I think it's well worth yeah. listening yeah. into. Yeah,
1: no. And thanks to Emma and Joanne for joining us last during the week for that. And oh. quickly, just before we go on to the next one, I we are interviewing Ryan Creech on Wednesday night. Um so we'll be putting up a post tomorrow if anyone has any questions. Um I'm pretty sure this could be this is his first interview from since Seville. So I'm really looking forward to this. Um, yeah. so if you've any questions, give them in as well. Yeah, fresh from a, an
2: outstanding debut marathon there last week. So it was uh, it was all
1: right, yeah. it was all right. Don't, it don't give him a big hit.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the other big event, I suppose, a big talking point in the past week. So we've now set up um, our fundraising event. Um, so as many people know, we're having a coffee morning run on the March the 12th. Um, we set up, actually for people on Strava as well, we set up an event on Strava as well. We've set up an event on Facebook too. Um, so if people want to join us in that morning we'd be delighted to have you all levels catered for um, similar to the last event we did pre-Christmas there and um, so this one as people know is for two charities it's for the Cork City Missing Persons Search and Rescue and also for Mallow Search and Rescue and again you can't speak highly enough of the work these groups mm-hmm. do uh, so as we said March 12th the base is going to be out of the Clayton Hotel Silver Springs who very very kindly have you know kind of sponsored the event um so they're going to give out free teas and coffees and pastries is what it's been described to me as. Um, so that's worth the, end, the entry alone um, yeah, and hopefully definitely. you can donate something to it and we come away with a good morning and some nice funds made for two very good charities.
1: Yeah. And of course, everybody knows that we have our three targets. So 2000, 2500 and 3000 when actually a 5000 target came during the week. But I think you're safe in that, Brian, so don't worry. Yeah. Um, so 2000 jurors is Rory O'Hagan is getting his chest waxed. 2500 jurors, Rory is getting his chest waxed and I'm getting my legs waxed and then 3000 jurors, There is going to be something for Brian, which, you know, I've had I've actually had a nice view um people text me in with uh things for, for Brian to do, but I'm not going to spoil that for him till we reach the three thousand jurors. And if we don't, Brian gets away scot free. So, cool. you know, just bear that in mind, everybody,
2: as well. Now on the donations, I want to make it clear. Go on, Brian, sorry. Well, just before you went to the donations, just I just want to reverse back a small bit to your uh, your two thousand five hundred mark and your shaving. So Word reach me during the week that you shave your legs every week. No. So this look, is no look, this is no look, uh challenge look, to you at all. Look, look. <laughs> Stop
1: you scare me off. <laughs> I have never no, that's the person who told you that is my brother who actually shaves his legs because he's a cyclist as well. So you know he has to do it. Okay. So okay. anyway, back to the donations. We all myself and Brian know that this, you know, at the moment for everybody is not easy and we do appreciate that. And we would in fairness to the people who have donated, have donated very generously. And we are saying if it's 1 euro, 2 euros, 10 euros, 20 euros, a 100,000 euros, you know, we appreciate every single cent that comes in for this charity. And remember that no matter what is donated, you will be entered into the draw for the night's bed and breakfast in the Woodlands Hotel in Adair, which is fantastic prize and very kindly donated by the fish girls in the woodlands as well so a big thank you to them because i think that is a really nice prize and that is open to everybody who donates in the i donate page and who donates on the day we will do the raffle by the end of it all the names will put to the hat and it's just a potluck so just bear that in mind so any sure. we would appreciate anything and that's it and i mean we we generally mean that some prize in fairness along
2: with as you said many other prizes we'll have so yeah, uh,
1: yeah. exactly yeah we've plenty more and we'll we we'll,
2: we'll release a lot of these prizes coming up to it as well so you know don't worry about that and again look as we said if there's people out there who even can maybe donate some spot prizes again you know it, we're we're in this for the running community we're not you know we're not on our own we want to do it with everybody support so if you think you can support events that we do you know we'd be delighted to hear from you as well yeah exactly
1: um next piece of Uh, news is really like obviously we had a massive response to our our winners our competition sorry of the Mallow AC entries we're going to announce the winners on that tomorrow on Facebook so keep an eye and sorry that is on the Monday evening so for people who are listening to this on Tuesday just go back to Mondays and you'll see the results um, so we've had a, in fairness a massive response to it and a massive thank you to Mallow AC for that um, really appreciate it and we actually really appreciate clubs coming on board like this as well um, it's brilliant. I think, you know, people
2: are getting to see race, the races more. And, you know, I think everyone benefits from it. Yeah. And just on that, if you're not lucky enough to win it, I would still really encourage people to enter it because it is one of the really good races on the calendar. Um, And again, as we keep saying, we don't get too many long, longer distance races. So it's good to support them when the clubs do put them on as well. 100% and they put a massive effort into it. So either you're entered and if
1: you win hopefully everyone if, if we could win everyone would be great but we won't so two lucky people are going to get tickets to, to get the entries but I'm telling you everybody else get on and sign up for
2: it because it is a fantastic race absolutely and as you said we'll have a winner tomorrow but there's another one coming hot in the tails of our last competition so the next one is thanks to Corsi AC 5 mile road race so again very similar to last week's competition we have two entries to give away for their five-mile road race, which takes place on the 9th of April in Kinsale in Cork. Uh, so again, check out AC social media pages for much more details on that. But again, same as last week, we're running a competition. So when we put out this week's podcast, put it your name of the person you'd like to win with you on the podcast uh, post and share the event, share the post as well. So add the person who you'd like to win it with you and share the post.
1: Yeah, and of course, We'll, um, we sh- we'll be sharing the course ESE yeah, five mile race poster as well on that. So keep an eye out for it because, you know, it is a fantastically, you know, inf- they've advertised it brilliantly. They've went after it. They've I really wish them all success with it. And like we're delighted that they've come to us and again have, you know, asked us to run the competition with it. So best luck and again, fantastic to have another competition.
2: Yep, yeah, absolutely. So as we said, look, the, the next week's interview is Rain Creech, uh, Damon said already. So, you know, it's great when we get questions in from the listeners, because I think, you know, obviously our people may know Rain or, you know, something about him that they'd like to ask him and um, to be good to have some input from the listeners as well. So if you have any questions, just drop us a message and we'll ask it of Rain as well.
1: Yeah. And I could, do you know what, Ryan is one that, that intrigues me a lot and... I've been doing a lot of watching on TV and I've been doing watching a lot of the new golf, the drive to, you know, geez, I can't remember the name of it now. And, you know, the the drive to survive in the Formula One and the point break or break point in tennis uh, documentaries that Netflix are running at the moment. And I would, was just in my head thinking, who would you like to see, Brian, followed and documented of like their normal life and the training that they do? You know, who would you, what athlete? and it could be any athlete in running <laughs> um in the whole of Ireland who would you like to see so I don't know. I, you, I, and I would ask this seriously because I, Brian does not know. I'm going to ask this question. By the way, there's, we do have notes for the, some of these things, but I'm throwing yeah, this yeah. at Brian as a total shock. I'm going have to. Have you? To, you've I, seen Trade to Survive and all that, haven't you?
2: I haven't. No, I haven't. No. So all right, sorry. I, so I really thanks very much, and we'll leave. Thanks this for putting me on this part. But <laughs> No, I'm going to come back on something. I suppose. Look, with the timing right now, you know, there's a lot of Irish young athletes seem to be on. You know, we said it here over the last couple of weeks, and we're going to come to it again in a minute. So. I think, you know, Olympics is how long away now? Over a year, yeah. A year, year and yeah. a half. I think it wouldn't it be a good time to start following young Irish athletes and their preparation mm-hmm. and seeing how they get on? But I'm actually going to give you another one. No, this is, sorry. That would be my one. That would be one. But wouldn't it be nice to see some documentary or something about our own Jerry Ford? And, you know, we spoke about it so much, but what a story that would be, I think. Yeah.
1: You yeah, know. and just to see how he, tra- like, you know, how he travels the races. And i I, I give you some homework for next week. Watch... Just, just watch one of the episodes on any of them. Um, Drive to Survive is obviously the most popular one; it's the most famous one. But watch a couple of episodes and think about it. And we'll come back next week and we'll have a, We'll have a little discussion
2: about it. And where, do you, we, where, where do you think I'm going to get time to watch these TV shows now? <laughs> you I'm, I'm, run, I'm, I'm running podcasts, organizing a race, working, family. You know, are, I, don't, there, I don't watch TV, I don't watch TV They're a half an hour long, get over yourself
0: um,
2: You have to cut so, the interview short or so <laughs>
1: Yeah exactly, so what we'll do is I, I, We're going to throw that out during the week as well Just for people to get um what they would like to see And we'll have a quick discussion about it next week But just watch one episode for me you. you don't have to watch all of them, just watch one I'll think about it Alright, all
2: right, we move on so again, the Cork Marathon. Um, as you know, we had a great uh, feedback again from one of our uh, one of our four that we've uh, introduced as the Running Your Diary podcast, Cork Marathon people to follow. So, Marathon Larry again. He put up another blog during the week, and again, that was a very interesting read. I think he touched a lot of points that you know, we've probably spoke mm-hmm. about and you know training methods and things like that. So again, it's early days yet, but that, there'll be more of that coming forward.
1: Yeah, um, and then, I'm sorry, and this, I cut across you because yeah. Um, I won't name who anyone yet but one of them is looking at starting a video, is it a vlog, sorry I'm not really up to these terms, is looking at doing a vlog about their journey for Cork Marathon which we will have on our YouTube channel. So you know that's something that is in the pipeline as well for people so just keep an eye out for that.
2: Excellent yeah and I got news during the week as well it's not quite over the line but the Cork City Marathon 10k route is very close to being announced. So I think they're just dotting the I's and crossing the T's at this stage, and it will be out there in the very short, uh, distant future. And I think if we can get news of it, we'll get it out there as well. Oh, yeah, of course.
1: Yeah. But with the Cork and coming up to the Cork Marathon, obviously they've announced a new meet and train initiative with with a a number of clubs throughout the... The county, so uh, Mount Hillary, Talker, Mallow, Bandon, Clonakilty, Yall and Chandrum ACs are all involved in this and I think it's going to be a great initiative, they're just trying to get people out and active and to be part of a group is massive and really has pushed people on so I think these are a fantastic initiative and we urge people to get out and get involved with this and help out in any way or run um, you know, I think versus the Cork this year, they're really kind of thinking outside the box a small bit with a lot of things. So fair play to them. And um long may I continue with that for the rest of the, you know, what's what's to build up another three or four months.
2: Yeah, and I take a look from our own side as well. We're obviously, you know, spreading the interviews around, but you know, as we get closer, we will also be kind of, you know, tapping in more to the, the Cork City Marathon build-up and, you know, talking to some people who will be helpful to all levels. So uh, that's more, that's going to come up over the next couple of weeks anyway. Yeah. Right, we better get talking about results because that's, uh, there's a lot as well to happen. So again, as the last couple of weeks, we've been speaking about it and it just continues and continues the form of Irish runners at the moment. Mm-hmm. So it's incredible. We, yeah, big, big performances over the weekend, national records set again. So, One of those was Andrew Koskaran on uh, Saturday, I think, setting a new national record in the 1500 metres. Huge performance there, and another athlete who seems to be in top form.
1: Yeah, um, and then you move over stateside, um, where Charlie O'Donovan, a name who we've mentioned plenty of of late, um, wins the Big East Mile in um, a meet record of 358. And then Mihal Power wins... um, the 3K in, um, sorry, no, I can't remember the meet, but it's, it's also a meet record in an unbelievable time of 7.52. And we continue with Barry Keane within the Big East 5K in a time of 13.45. And then, of course, we have the Golden Girl, the star of the of every show now at the moment, Radice Agilecki, um running 50. 0.33 for the 400 meters, which now puts her 14th fastest time ever, and an NCAA record to boot. Yeah,
2: scary. incredible. Like yeah. she, she's actually, it's, it's she's scary yeah, how yeah. good she is. And I was, read, know, yeah. I was reading, it. An, yeah, I was reading an article there last night about her actually, and, and like, it was really saying, oh, she has to be starting to be considered to be a medal prospect if the form continues in this way, mm-hmm. you know, and um, which is great to hear, you know. Um, but again, yeah, yeah, that's that's certainly a runner. I would like to see you know more about. And you yeah. asked me that question. Like she's definitely one. I think that would be fascinating to f- to follow at the moment. You know, you know.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And you know, in fairness, she just seems like a great personality as well, isn't it? But you know, it's the Irish are starting now to perform stateside, which you know brings you back to the nineteen eighties a little bit, and. You know, you remember it well because you're in I knew that was coming. I knew
2: that was going,
1: yeah. Golden era. The golden era for you. Yeah. Um, so unbelievable results. So well done to everybody in that. So I think we'll move on to the a bit closer to home and we'll
2: just go through the full results. Yeah, closer to home. And again, as we go through it, something will become very obvious here, too, that it's been another spectacular weekend of running low, more local to home. There's been plenty of course record set, but we'll come across as we go through, we'll mention them as well, but uh, well done to everybody who got out at the weekend. So. So we start with Bal and
1: Colleague. Yeah. Um, so, so oh, sorry, we start with Cork, should I say it. And um, we had the first female home it was L.A. Collins from Bandon AC in a time of t- nineteen thirty nine. So she was the fast, the first. She was the first person home in Cork in the female. So well done to her. And we move short distance away to Chamore Valley, where an incredible run by past guest Ben Lee Smith from Leeville, where he destroyed the course record in a time of fifteen sixteen. Now. I was getting it was gas I was getting pretty much nearly live updates as this run was going on so Tommy e. Connolly who was the previous course record was running as well and himself and Ben were racing side by side and Ben was just putting on a merciful kick in up the last hill um to come home in 1516 and like I think the old course record was something like 15 30 or something like that I think mm-hmm. so destroyed it um I talk I spoke to Ben about 1 minute after he finished it and all and it even he didn't even seem like he was out of breath it was incredible um so he was delighted with it there's plenty more in the tank which is another scary thing for him so well done to Ben um you know of course record is always lovely and just to give one of your team your your team club mates Tig a bit of um Warning, or not a warning, but it's, he'd be happy to know that Ben is banned from going to Mallow um, Park Run. So that's official. It's confirmed. The contract is signed.
2: He's not allowed Fair. to go and break the course record. F- <laughs> funny enough, I was out with him this morning and that came up in conversation at one yeah. right? So he must so, be worried about
1: it. Yeah, so yeah. no, it's official. It's contract has been signed. It's not happening. So you're okay. OK, Ty. You can go after it. Now, special note as well to Simon Nolan. Who took down the course record in Castlehaven in a time of eighteen twelve. And again, in fairness to Simon is running very well at the moment, putting in great times. And I know Simon does listen to the podcast, so well done as well, Simon.
2: Yeah, and I think to be fair, Tim, to he took it in as part of a long run. So it wasn't just there especially for yeah. that. So that makes it even more impressive. Yeah. And and okay. the new baby, so the new baby got to see it as well. Very <laughs> good, very good. So to Limerick, we go to next. So again, a name we've mentioned over the last couple of weeks there. Uh, so the fastest uh, male in Limerick was M4 Chalk in a time of 17 minutes, 16 seconds. And at Mungret the fastest lady in Limerick was Grace Fitzgerald in a time of 20 minutes, 49. So well done to everybody in Limerick and they oh, yeah. to, to there, area. Yeah?
1: Yeah, and then we moved to Clare, where we had um, in Illamanic, I can never pronounce that, um, in a time of of the time of 1921, was Ian Daly, who was the first male across the line, and then Lee's Road, Laura Healy, was the first female across the line at the time of
2: 2007. Yeah, Tipperary, we go to next. So in Clanmel, it was Thomas Rowanty, who was the fastest male in Tipperary, in a time of 1721, and Eileen McCullough. Was the first lady there in 1946 overall of Tipperary there. That was the fastest time for ladies. And then move on to Waterford in Shemore,
1: um, where Dermot J. Uh, Gorman from Carrigan Shore um, was the first male across the line in 1720. And Sarah Whelan from Clamellacy
2: was the first female across the line in 2107. And finally to the Kingdom of Kerry, where both times recorded there, the fastest times recorded in Kerry at the weekend was in Clarny House. So Martin Denine uh, was male's fastest time there in a the time of 1729 and Kira Eager led the ladies in a time of 1850. So that's all the parkruns from Munster and Sarah to there, so well done to everybody.
1: Yeah well done to everyone. So we move on to the race results from the weekend and Brian I think you
2: have the results there. Yeah, so uh, Imre again, uh, so the big race there was in the Torque Wood in Kerry and again a name that pops up very very regularly, not just in trail running but in many uh, of other road races as well. So Nick Hogan was first home there in a time of 34 minutes, followed by Paul Kelville in a time of 36.16 and third was Connor McElroy in a time of 37.06. And for the ladies, Miriam Maher, first lady home in a time of 44.16 followed by Helen O'Callaghan 45.38 and third lady Olga O'Sullivan in a time of 47.36 so again well done to everybody who organised that race for Imra and who took part there today in Wood in Kerry. Yeah well done Talga, I already talked to her yesterday so
1: she was going down to enjoy the day so well done Talga on that and then we move on to uh, Kinsale 10 miler where you had ev- fantastic 794 finishers, which is, you know, brilliant to see. You had, you know, not bad times, I suppose, I think we should say it, yeah? Um, yeah, yeah. so there was two course records. Had. Um, Tim O'Donoghue from East Cork took the men's win in a time of 50 which was, a, I think, pretty sure a big enough course record for it. Um, with Tudor Merke of Clanville Harriers in a time of fifty two fifty one coming second, and then Pat Hennessy, another name we constantly mention in Vernasville. West Waterford at a time of fifty three thirteen, rounded out the podium, but incredible running by Tim, you know, over two minutes. Yeah, frightening. Um, yeah, frightening. He is. Uh, he's. He is frightening. In fairness, to me he's machine. And onto the ladies, where you had another course record, where Hannah Steeds from Leeville in a time of uh, one hour 43, one hour forty three seconds, um, to take down the course record there. So well done to Hannah. Uh, Brida Gaffney again, another name who gets mentioned plenty and, and well deserved. Um, Brida Gaffney was second from Mallow AC in a time of one hundred three thirty two. And Jean Lucy was third in 103.45, so very closely behind a good battle there between second and third. So, yep. well done to everybody in there and, you know, what was a windy enough day um, and is not the easiest of courses, even though I know the second half is easy, so well done to everybody.
2: Yeah, great running and, you know, that's an impressive amount of runners there, considering you had another big race on in Munster as well, which also returned very big uh, numbers. So you had the longest there 10k, um, and again 773 runners at that event so very very healthy again um, a talented field seemed to be gathered there so first home there was William Mansell uh, from Clan Melesi. you get a name well known to many Man's, Man's, Mansell so, what did I say? Mansell <laughs> that's just the posh way of saying it <laughs> Where are, you, where are you from again, Glen? Where was it Yeah, yeah well, well <laughs> so, I'll, I'll say I, it I'm again. Far, I'm Farnery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say it again. So, William Mansell, you happy now? Yeah, let's okay. go with that. Clan AC in a time of 30.31. Second, Niall Shannon from Anbrou AC in a time of 30.42. And third, again, a friend of the show, John Kinsella from Bilbo AC in a time of 31.50. So, strong running there and three names well known to many. Um, in the ladies event, it was Oisney Donnell was first home there from West Limerick AC in a time of 33.59. Mary Mulhern from Port Leash AC in a time of 34.44. And third for the ladies, Kate MacDonald 36.42 from Ballyroan Abbey Leaks and District AC. So very strong running there in Adair yeah. as well. Yeah, fantastic. And um, we moved into
1: and um, four mile road race. where. 213 were in attendance, which you know, when you take the other two races, is is, you know, a very, very strong number still. And we report yet another park or yet another course record. Um, this time from the
3: evergreen
1: evergreen, incredible Michael Harty from East Cork AC in an incredible 1918 and for a massive course record. Place was his clubmate James McCarthy in a time of twenty thirty eight, and past interviewee was third John Mead from Saint Finbar's AC in a time of twenty forty nine. So well done to the top three there, and then in the ladies a name I think we've mentioned every week, mm-hmm. Michelle Kenny from Leevale AC was the winner in a time of twenty three nineteen, and you know in fairness Michelle incredible you know again we've had her on the show before. Brilliant to see it, it just continues on uh, no matter what surface or terrain or conditions just knocks out the performance. So well done to Michelle. Yeah. And in second was Sharon Reen from Kilmurray-Abracken um, in the time of 23.52. And then in third place was Rachel Murphy um, from Plant Based AC in the time of 25.19. So well done to all the runners who took part in there and
2: um, a great event, very well organised. Yeah, so many, many course records mentioned there and good numbers. So running is in a good place, I think, at the moment. Yep. So hopefully yep. we'll see that keep progressing as the, the weeks go by and uh, the races start coming, ticking fast over the next couple of weeks, I think. So we'll move to our fixtures. Yeah, so we'll start with our
1: fixtures um, from um, March the 4th, um, which is the Imre Mountain Race. Sorry, it's actually the 5th. So you have the Bansheila Woods in Tipperary, which is starting at 11 a.m. on Sunday. Um, So, you know, Imran Ferris again. Sign up for these races. I think nowadays you have to sign up for the day before it, so make sure you do that as well.
2: Yep. Also next week on the 5th again, and I hope to be at that with myself, is the MTU 5K, um, and that's one of the BHA races held at Munster Technology there and um, great event last year in fairness i think they have snoods for the first 400 to sign up on the day um, and last year also they had a good uh, spread back there in the the university complex there so a good one i know they have had to change to finish obviously with the track oh, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, not being available so last year it was nice uh, to finish on the track for your last maybe two or three hundred meters and um, so i think they're just finishing on the grounds now as far as i'm aware um, so look, I won't throw things out too much, but uh, slight slight change there, but that's a good one to look forward to as well. Yeah, it's a good race. And then
1: on the Saturday, the eleventh of March, you have the Imra Mountain Race from the Nagels Half Marathon, which I know is a very popular race. Um, so you know, I'd say I get signed up early for that. If it, if not, it's nearly sold out already. So you know, check that out on their um their website as well
2: on the imra.ie. Yeah, and also on the 12th, Sunday the 12th of March at 9.30, the Clawing Commons 4K race, and that's race five. I think that's the final one of the series there. So a very good series they've had there over the last couple of months. So well done to everybody involved in that event.
1: So well done to everyone in that event. Yeah, exactly. And all the finishers. So check that out. But also don't forget on March the 12th at 8am, you have the Runner's Diary podcast run as well. So just bear that in mind as well. So... That's all the results for the next two week two weeks. Also check up on our website for our events in the future, uh, the runnersdiary.com, and um, so you can check out any fixtures coming up.
2: Yeah, and as we mentioned earlier, just with this event that we're having ourselves, um, we've had we have a Strava club, but we've created an event in there now as well, so you can uh, just find out I suppose who's going and maybe even start planning. You know, the last day we had this. I ran that morning with two or three runners that i had to run before so it's good to mix it up as well mm. maybe people can post there and say look i'm going out at 8am and i'm going for 10 miles and i'm going at this pace or whatever it is you know and again look it's a great venue for it because there is a few nice options there you have the option to run in the glamour direction which is again is a good flat route and just some new pathways gone in down that way now as well and you also have the option to come into the city and back down the marina as norm, a lot of people do on Sunday mornings there for a long runs. So.
1: Or you have the option to go north side, don't forget that, it's just up a hill, Silver Springs Hill and you go to Glen and out that way. So, you know, yeah, don't be north afraid north of hills north. either lads. You know, I know Brian's afraid of them, but you know, the rest yeah. of us don't have to be. So when plenty you, of options. When and you live where I live, you, will, you can't be afraid of hills, I can tell you that much. And <laughs> obviously there is plenty of parking in there. So, you know, just give us a shout and also will be very handy if you got a rough number and i mean a rough number because which we should have mentioned earlier of course we have asics at the moment our pencil in to be there to do a try on day just to let people know that is a first come first serve for people because they're obviously not going to have you know 50 of a size nine so you know people can go do a few miles come back if they need to and just change out and stuff like that so you know i think it'd be good just to try try new shoes and see what it's like and so at the moment, they are pencilled in. We will confirm that, obviously, nearer
2: to the date. Yeah, I think we didn't say enough about that, actually, in fairness. That's another nice addition to that yeah. event. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: So I think with that, we will move on to our interview with Emma Murphy and Joanne Fish. So look, sit back, enjoy it. It is actually interesting. And as you know, we have a bit of fun with it as well. So enjoy it and we'll catch you on the other side of it. Follow us on social media.
0: Find The Runner's Diary on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter.
2: Okay, so this week's guest is Emma Murphy. Uh, We're delighted to have Emma on this week's podcast uh, from a uh, professional tennis player to winning the Eagle five mile road race this time last year. And now celebrating, I think, running for five minutes. Um, Emma, welcome to the show.
3: Thanks. Thanks, guys.
2: Yeah, we'll get into that more in a minute. I think your story is an amazing story. It's jam packed, um, but obviously there's a story about COVID here as well, and that explains the the five minute celebration. I think maybe yes. uh, of where you are now. But no, Brian, uh, again, let's do a bit of justice. It was ten minutes. Ten,
1: ten minutes. minutes. Ten minutes. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. And, ten and minutes. sorry, Joe or Emma, I'll start with. Um, I had a text message from someone yesterday who was saying, "I'm pretty sure Emma passed us." I think it was a Tuesday night, you wrote for your run on Tuesday night and they said she's after getting very snobby, she didn't even salute us. So, cool. oh I can't what give out that? names now, I'll <laughs> tell you off here, I, I
3: can't. I'm, no, I i would <laughs> the friendliest runner around and I'll say hello and hi to everyone so I, I disagree with that now but I, I, I ran the,
1: for
2: 10 I'm minutes. only stirring I'm only stirring stirring <laughs> that's, that's, that's been a topic right. on a previous podcast actually about <laughs> runners who don't salute so yeah, yeah I might get you back on for that another time I
3: always salute always <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah Emma look again brilliant to join us Um you've you know we'll get into a bit more we're going to have a quick Rapid fire questions, and I think Joe is with you there as well. We're going to invite Joe to take part here as well. And Joe has a part to play in this as we move forward as well. Yeah, but um, yeah, and then we can get back into the, 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 the many sporting talents you have as well. So we'll kick it off with the rapid fire questions anyway, first of all.
1: So, all right, I'll start away there. So, um, flat course or hilly course? Flat course, Joe.
0: Yes, hello.
1: Hello.
2: <laughs> flat <laughs> course or hilly course?
0: Uh, definitely a flat course.
2: Flat course or sure. Jo- Short distance or longer distance?
0: Longer distance for me. Shorter distance for me. In, compa- yeah. com- in comparison to Emma. Yeah. So. yeah,
1: right. <laughs>
0: and Long distance is definitely uh, long.
1: Long, long. So, super
3: shoes? Are ra- are racing flat? Well, because of my injury history and long COVID, I've only ever ran in the Alpha Flies once. Okay. So uh, I've a long way to go. I have a few more races, hopefully ahead of me, where I get to wear the Alpha Flies. Excellent. Yeah.
1: Good answer. Joe, uh, you, uh, Joe, or what, Joe, do you what do you, what you have?
3: Always the
0: super shoes.
2: Always.
1: Good, it's a bit good. Of all the
0: all the gear and no idea. But
2: <laughs> uh, do you prefer running alone or with a group?
3: Oh, with a group, 100%. I, I'm very social, so absolutely with a group.
0: Yeah, I'd love a group, but I wouldn't embarrass myself, so no. <laughs> so
1: no such thing as embarrassing yourself. Jesus. <laughs> absolutely. No way. Do you prefer hot or cold weather when training?
3: Hot, hot, hot. Absolutely hot. Warm. Yes.
2: Warm. Okay. Lukewarm okay. is it?
3: That- Lukewarm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Are you a morning runner or an evening runner?
3: Uh I'm a morning runner, definitely. Uh before I got the long COVID, I used to get up every morning at six o'clock, my favorite time when the sun is rising down by Black Rock, in my happiest time of the day, definitely. Okay. Morning. Jo-
2: Morning
1: as well. Morning yeah. as well. That's you're perfect together. Aren't you nearly no, absolutely said.
3: <laughs>
1: perfect. perfect. If you didn't run, I would.
3: I would definitely compete in another sport. At probably, I'd be still playing soccer. I'd say.
1: Okay. Yeah.
3: Interesting.
1: Joy, would you be joining the to live tour right now? Would you?
3: Uh, probably not the live tour.
0: I definitely be heading for the professional golf scene. Yes. 100%, yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Brian, sounds good. Uh, you can't run without.
3: I can't run without the lads.
0: Okay. Ah, oh, that's very cute. That's very <laughs> cute. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> you can't run. Oh, definitely can't run without. Uh, fast shoes, yeah. Comfy outfit, earphones, <laughs> yeah.
3: Something educational in my, yeah. Quite she, a
2: lot. <laughs> she
3: listens to all these medical podcasts when she's running. She's so boring.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Tea or coffee? Coffee.
3: coffee. coffee.
2: Oh jeez. Yes. In, in unison. Coffee. Yes. And. I, better, I, I think I know the answer to this one. We question. all know the answer to this
1: one anyway. We know, yeah. we definitely for um for him anyway. Beer or wine?
0: Beer, blue moon. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Is that the
0: only choice? Or can we ask
1: for well, and watch the spirits, non alcoholic. Oh no, it has to
3: be no. bourbon, or Bur- bourbon. Okay. Yeah. Oh, perfect. yeah. On the rocks. Bourbon on the rocks. She's a heavy drinker. Oh, Jesus, man. <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> That's it.
2: This feels like you know the the Alan Carr chat show when he used to have those all those drinks next to him and he could serve the guests, but unfortunately we can't yeah. do that. But uh, yeah, yeah,
3: that would be good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, so we better get to the real stuff. So, like Emma, I do not even know where to start because you're, as you've kind of even mentioned already, you have so many talents in so many sports. But I believe tennis might have been the first love. Um, um, and where it is like in in Ireland? I know there's plenty of tennis players, but. How does someone start off and in getting into tennis?
3: Um, I suppose I uh, I used to play down in the local tennis club, Bishopstown Tennis Club, and uh, it just started there. Um, I never played as much as the other kids, or never got as much coaching as the other kids. Uh, tennis is, as you probably know, an elitist sport. Uh, it's very expensive. Um, you know, a, a coaching lesson, even at the time, a private lesson was, I think, about 50 pounds at the time. Um, so I was never interested in, in that side of things. Um, but I went down to the t- tennis club a kind of a weekends, maybe a couple of times during the week. And I used to kind of just always win. <laughs> um, I was number one in Ireland from the age of under 12 to under 18. Um, and I never actually, I, I said this to somebody recently, I never had a huge passion for tennis because I think I didn't like the elitist side of it. And uh, I, I felt I never really fit into that side of it. But i it kind of all just, I don't know how I ended up. I ended up in the States on a scholarship um, in the University of San Diego. And I did quite well out there. I was uh, 19 in, in college, ranked 19 in college in America. Um, I was all American at the time, which is a, it's kind of a big achievement in college in America. Um, And after that, I suppose I went, I played Fed Cup for Ireland, which is kind of, uh, you know, you compete with your country. I played with Ireland a few times, actually, on a senior level, um, whilst playing in college. So we travelled to different countries abroad and... I then went on and played professionally after that um, for a couple of years. However, I got injured and I started working on a professional tennis visa, and I ended up getting deported from <laughs> America. So that's my my tennis story. But um, yeah, I I kind of I I never loved tennis, but I always winning kind of came quite easily to me because I think I was quite competitive and um i suppose i didn't like to lose so mm. um and
1: and Emma, like you obviously like did, what was college like over there then is it was it kind of very intense with the with tennis over there or was it very much still college tennis or were you tennis college
3: oh it was tennis college they don't care about academics if you're doing <laughs> i played number 1 for my team for the four years so and we were division 1 we were playing against Like I played against the number one in the country, country, number two in the country, like the top 10 in the country all the time. And because I was competing and winning all my matches, uh, like I think my sophomore year in college, I played 26 matches and I lost one. Mm. So I, nobody cared about my academics. I used to go to my exams. I probably failed them all, but they like passed me and everything (laughs) because, I suppose if you're doing well, you attract yeah. other <clears throat> players, mm. so they don't really care how you do on an academic level. Jesus, job, I, should, I,
1: should, I, should have went, I should have been good at sports and went to that college. Jeez, you, sure you should I'm have, I'm yeah, still, well. And um, just uh, we, on, the, on the tennis, your what's your claim to fame, as in f- playing-wise, as in uh, someone famous that you would have played against, or your um, biggest...
3: Uh, well, see, I suppose I finished playing in around two thousand and eight, so I suppose you wouldn't really know a lot of the players I played. I but... was
1: barely, I was barely born then, yeah.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right?
1: he,
2: before he says it, I was around <laughs>
3: <laughs> But I played in India Do you know Indian Wells? It's mm-hmm. like. Tired uh, of that, show. yeah. Yeah, I, I, I played um, in the qualifying in that mm-hmm. tournament. I played uh, in a few, like. Uh, Professional events like, you know, where Serena Williams would have been playing. And now I never obviously played against any of them. I wouldn't have been at that level. But um, you play against players who you see kind of now who are doing quite well. But um, I don't think I would have ever reached that level by any means. But I was doing well. And now Joe would say I'm very modest and very humble. But um, don't you, Joe? I would. Yeah, <laughs> but
2: still, I mean, as yeah. you said, you're pro- you professional tennis player. You represented yeah. Ireland, which obviously is of a, a very very high standard. That's yeah. tennis. That's tennis squared off. Now yeah. you've got to tell us about soccer next.
3: Yeah, so i um, I was always well in school, even in primary school. I used to always play oh. on the um, boys, even hurling and football team. I was there, the captain of the hurling and football team and the Schuine Gull teams and, um. I used to play Gaelic football actually with the lads up until like under 14 and the same with the soccer. I used to play with Wilton United up until under 14 boys and then you weren't allowed to go on to the under 15 team. And uh, again, you know, I was kind of heavily involved in tennis so that took up a lot of time. So I used to kind of play just soccer on the side. I used to play, as I said, with Wilton United and then I got trials for like Cork, Munster and then all of a sudden I found myself up in Santry at the Irish Trials and um, I got a few callbacks and eventually made the the 18 squad under 15 and we went off to uh, the European Championships actually Katie Taylor was on my team at that time Um I roomed with Tati, Katie Taylor so there's a, I'm name dropping here name now dropping. <laughs> yeah,
2: I feel like we're, we're only have to start and I'm already in a Netflix documentary or something like
3: that. <laughs> it gets better. It gets better. I um, and then I played, yeah, with Ireland under 19 as well. Um, and then I suppose I, that kind of all stopped when I went to college in America, even though my first semester in college, I actually did dual sport. I played soccer and tennis um, with the college, which was the first time any athlete in the University of San Diego did that. So um, I managed to maintain that kind of for a year, but then it was just impossible to kind of coordinate both schedules. And I don't think either coach was too happy that I was playing, you know, either sport.
1: Right, especially with football like you know if you get a an ankle and say a tennis an ankle injury or anything yeah. like that or you know you're gone and they're very easy things to pick up like yeah yeah i i played tennis for one year and i picked up an ankle injury which was ten years ago if not more and i still have that ankle injury right yeah. now from that yeah you know but you're,
2: you're soft damn I mean, but i'm soft yeah, yeah yeah Although I, got- I
1: played
3: i played tennis for Gee, since I was four, uh, and I probably stopped when I was 27. and I never once had an injury until I feckin' got that injury where I ended up getting deported as a result. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Annie, um, the fact that you mentioned you never got into any barony, and while well, you're ruined with case you know you never had a fight or anything like that uh,
3: no probably I'd better off not to be scared of me so i'd yeah. say she kind of stepped away from that oh yeah, yeah. terrified
2: of me yeah yeah I, i'm, sure, I'm sure, sure she drops your name
3: that. i'm sure she
2: drops her your name into her interviews as well though so yeah it works both ways
3: <laughs>
2: yeah and then i don't know if there's anything else before we get into running because i'm, I'm sure you must have other talents as well but the running?
3: Uh, yeah. So, um, well, my dad was always a very good runner. Um, I mean, he's, he's actually, he's 76 now and he'd still run a few miles every day and he's, he's, he's very fit man. So, uh, I probably had good genes. Um, and, oh, actually, sorry, when I was, uh, 14, um, I won the under 15, 1500 meter all Ireland schools, uh, like I just kind of turned up and yeah, won it. I think
2: I read I read something about that where you as you yeah. said you won it and people were saying, How come you don't have a club or anything like that? You're just Yeah.
3: yeah. I, I genuinely had no idea. I and I, I think I ran the race in my tennis skirt. Um and then I, I came second that year in the All Ireland cross country um and the same year, I think I came second in the 80, hundred meters as well. So, um, I, I, I was obviously I, I, my dad would have said I had great potential and great talent, but I didn't really have any interest in running at that stage or cause I suppose it was all tennis. And then I suppose I, when I got deported on the 17th of September, 2009, I was like, what am I going to do for the next while? And I said, I'll enter Dublin marathon. So I did one long run out in the farm. I did 18 miles with my dad and I ran Dublin marathon that year in 302. Um so I obviously I I had I know, but Brian, what's, that, what's your pee- opinion? That really annoys me and so
2: many listeners They are just going to be so peed off of
0: you just okay. turning up. It upsets me too.
2: Sorry about that, joke.
1: Yeah, that, I, That's made me laugh now. No, not gonna...
3: <laughs> no I, well, well, Jesus, it's gone downhill I probably peaked then. But, um, but so you I, ran I...
2: faster, than not you? you ran a faster marathon again.
3: Yeah, well, yeah, but yeah, I did run a faster marathon about I think two years later. Then I ran two forty nine in Dublin, but um, yeah, then injuries got me. Um, I, yeah, I got I I don't know. Did you want to ask another question about my running before I get into my injuries?
1: Yeah, like we just go through, so. You obviously you're a member obviously of St. Finn Bars. Did yeah. you when did, did you join Safe fin, Saint Finn Bars when you started running? Was it, you know, um, or was that you did Dublin Marathon and then decided to go onto a club, or how did you go about with that?
3: Um oh yeah, I ran Dublin Marathon. Actually, actually <laughs> I was out in the farm doing that 18 mile run with my dad, and I think Dan Kennedy caught me. You you probably know Dan mm. Kennedy, and he he said he asked me, Did I want to run? the marathon with the the Finbars team. And sure, I had no clue about teams or anything. So I just agreed to it. And we actually won the team event uh, as well. But Claire McCarthy was on that team. And Mary Sweeney, I think. We won gold. Um, But sure, again, I had no idea what we won at the time. It (laughs) didn't really mean anything to me. And I think I finished. uh, I don't know where I finished. But um, that's how I ended up anyway with Finbars. Um, oh,
1: no, yeah. And like did you 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 obviously being the outgoing person that you are, you probably love that but again that team environment from that. Oh. And you know, like that's the one thing myself and Brian has always said the club, you know, it brings yeah. a different level into running because it just it becomes um, an individual team sport then.
3: Apps, I I couldn't believe it when I because again, I suppose I I, I came from a tennis background where as I mentioned, it's quite elitist and uh It would be quite a a posh sport. So, and um, I couldn't believe how down to earth all the runners were and how friendly they were and how, how just kind everyone were and welcoming. And I just knew straight away that this was my sport. I loved it. I loved the team aspect. I loved running with the lads, the women. You'd be running, I'd run with a 70 year old man on a Sunday and then you'd be running with a 21 year old Young one on a Tuesday, Do you know, that's what I love yeah. about running and all the different personalities, and everyone's mad. And I fit very well into that world. So, um, yeah, that's what I, I think. Like. What's
2: a, like what's amazing coming through here is look, you obviously have no matter what you turned your hand to, you were you achieved almost instantly, you know. So, you obviously have that talent there, you know. Um, but yeah, look, we kind of. And Joe is on the show as well. And I think to bring mm-hmm. Joe in as well a bit more, but so I actually remember you at last year's race with the, and again, it's only a year, a year ago. So it's quite apt that we're talking to you now, but this time last year, you won the Eagle AC five mile road race. And yeah. I know you, you mentioned about injuries, maybe take us through the injury side of it, maybe. And
3: Yeah. So um, I suppose I, oh, geez, it was five years ago. And uh, it will be five years ago in April. Um, I was uh, in very fit at the time, and I was uh, hoping to run um, Frankfurt Marathon at the time. And I was going very well. Um, I was being coached by Noel Berkeley at the time, and um, I was the fittest I ever was. And I, like I would go out on a Thursday and run ten miles in sixty minutes, um, probably stupidly and I was kind of overzealous at the time. And anyways, I, I developed a few niggles and that April, um, it was the 30th, 30th of April, actually it was five days after, my sister passed away on the 25th of April and five days later I was out running and uh, I fractured my pelvis basically. And I, it took me about four years to get back running. Um, It took me four years to have the confidence to do a session. And it was actually Joe who encouraged me um, to go out and try a session. And I, I, I built it up really, really slowly. And by the time I got to the Eagle five mile, you know, I still, I was still only kind of running, what about 40 miles a week, a very, you know, very light session once a week um but I was just gaining confidence and then I ran the Mallow 10 mile uh, a couple of weeks later Ran that in like 61.50 but again very within myself like very easily you know um and I was just going really well and feeling really confident again with I suppose I Jo was my coach at the time and she'd give me you know all the advice the nutritional advice and gave me the belief that my body would finally work. And I Mm. felt it was finally working with a lot of strengths work, which she designed for me and everything. So um, it was, I felt brilliant at the time and I felt, oh, this is my time. I was training for court Marathon. And uh, unfortunately on the 27th of March, I got COVID. And yeah, that ruined my 11 months, but I'm only starting to feel myself now again, so... Um, yeah, and, and yeah. it's
1: fascinating, Emma, because, like, obviously, I was... I, and Brian was at the race last year and we saw you won, win the race. And, you know, we all said it, Jesus, is great, Emma. It was fine, she's coming yeah. back. she's, And then just to see where even only last week when you were in, when you, the two of you were away and you were walking up steps and you were you were, sh- you were shagged walking up the steps and you couldn't even breathe going up. It's yeah. fascinating to see what long Covid has done. And obviously you have a doctor right alongside yep. you yeah. who can see you go through all this and probably sees a lot of it as well in work, Joe, as well and stuff like that. But, you know, it, it must be very hard for Joe as well to see you going from this very fit, outgoing, you know, big personality to what I would say, you know, I, did, I haven't I yep. haven't seen you, but, you know, it's to start feeling down a bit and start a bit resentful towards looking out your window and you see people running down towards the marina and stuff like that. Yep. Um so it must have been hard for the 2V throughout that whole year as well. Joe, how was it for you as an, an experience and dealing with it personally and stuff like that?
0: It was tremendously difficult. Um, it was actually, you know, Emma had suffered an awful lot over the last four years with her injuries. And, you know, to say that she had a single fracture of her pelvis really was quite an understatement. She's multiple fractures in her pelvis, uh, multiple injuries to her hamstrings. I I remember she came over to England um, to visit my family with myself and she could barely walk, you know, two to three steps. Um, And she suffered like that for many, many years. And then to see her get better, to see her, you know, work extremely hard with all her physio, you know, with her strength training, from a cardiovascular point of view and to really get herself back to the point, not only where she could, you know, run a distance and take part in a race, but to compete and then to actually win a race, Mm. you know, I couldn't have been more proud of her. She worked incredibly hard. And then to see that, you know, be, um, devastatingly taken away from her, you know, over the course of, 10 days you know it was really really terrible and it was difficult to you know every day after she recovered from the acute phase of her covid illness um to see that actually she didn't get better you know she got progressively worse she got progressively more fatigued um and it it consumed her mentally it consumed her physiology and it, it was completely catastrophic it was terrible um so to see her end up like that and to have to go through that with her was it was probably one of the most difficult things that individually we've gone through and the most difficult thing um that we've gone through really together on a daily basis mm.
1: and Edward would you have had kind of like ...times when you think, yes, I'm through this, and then, you know, or was it constantly...
3: No. It was, like, people don't understand long COVID. They think you're just tired. Like, I couldn't... We live in an apartment complex. I couldn't walk up. There's 12 steps. I couldn't walk up those 12 steps. Um... Oh, we go to son of a bun every Friday night. <laughs> um, we'd have to Joe would know I'd have to stop after walking a hundred meters. Yeah,
0: but you're actually you're talking about advanced movements. Yeah. You know we have to really kind of pull it back and to be perfectly open about it. Getting from, um, you know, getting out of bed. Yeah. And walking from her, you know, from the bed to the bathroom to brush her teeth i mm. mean it it was the equivalent of what she would have done to run her first marathon in in three yeah.
2: hours amazing Jeez. and
0: then having to spend the rest of her day then in bed mm. and physically rendered utterly useless I
2: yeah
0: do anything yeah you know, that. And you get- and again,
1: it's been that that active side that you are, and you're obviously you're you're a teacher, so you would have had you know been in school, and you would have all that activities with the kids, and yeah. you know all of a sudden you can't even get out to brush your teeth. Yeah, you know, it's.
3: It's, uh, yeah. it's like I I'd be very open about it. Like I was extremely depressed. Um, well, extremely extremely depressed. <clears throat> um. Uh, like i couldn't do anything i couldn't my i i'd, I'd say to people my brain has changed uh, i'm not the per- i'm just a different person um i couldn't do anything like you know and even i came to a stage where like you know uh, initially i was avoiding r- even driving down to the market you know marina market or anything mm-hmm. in case i saw runners but then i just came to a stage where i just didn't care because I just didn't even have the energy to care, do you know, yeah, yeah. um, yeah. but you know, saying that, um, on the 28th of September, thanks to Joe, she got me an appointment in the long COVID clinic in the Mercy hospital with a long COVID specialist. And, um, he prescribed me a medication, um, LDN it's called, and it's actually used for people Uh, weaning off opioid addiction or alcohol addiction but it's supposed to be very effective for long COVID so um, and I was prescribed antidepressants at the time obviously because which at the time I uh, before that I was very reticent to take antidepressants just Mm. I don't know I just didn't want to uh, uh, you know I I don't know why I didn't want to but um,
0: I think it's I think you know, mental health is a huge topic and it yeah. historically comes with, you know, a very large trauma. yeah, yeah. And having mm-hmm. to, you know, I suppose it's one conversation having to be open and talk about it to other people. But before you get to that point, you have to have that that intrinsic discussion you know, and accept, accept it yourself before yeah. you can actually decide to take any medication before you can believe before that point that there's anything
3: wrong with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's what I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The long COVID specialist, he said to me that everybody who has come in with long COVID has said that like they their brain has changed. They're suffering extreme anxiety, all of this. So after yeah. that, I said, "Okay, I'm taking antidepressants. I'm taking the LDN, and since then, I can function on a daily basis. You know, I, I'm back at work. Um, I ran five minutes, I ten minutes, sorry, on Sunday and ten minutes yesterday, and I know it. It's but it was everything to me. It just." means the world to me and part of me is so anxious that I'll crash and I'll, yeah. you know, that this this will all happen me again, but I have to trust my body and I have to trust my doctor and my coach and the boss that <laughs> <laughs> and if it does go wrong I have someone to blame as well so.
1: <laughs> and yeah. that's the important blame the blame factor is a great oh, thing for it you know you
3: have no yeah. idea it, the blame <laughs> if I ever get injured it's like you made me do that <laughs> you <laughs> made me do this so it's very handy
2: <laughs> I think I think in fairness like again your honesty is incredible and I think like we've had a lot of guests on this show and even ourselves and clubs that we know, and people have vented their frustration over COVID and, you know, I can't go to a race or, you know, you know, I got COVID, but I was back within two or three weeks. And then now we like, I've heard these stories, but I have never spoken to someone about it, but to hear your story makes it so, so real. Someone that people can you know associate with it. And as we said, to go from the timing of, when we're speaking right now, to you winning a race in, in emphatic form last year to now being, as you said, just running for 10 minutes. It's yeah. kind of an amazing story, yeah?
3: Yeah. And I one of my pet peeves at the time, I'd, I'd say to Joy, a lot of people would say, oh, I had long COVID as well. Mm-hmm. And they'd say, oh, I was really tired for like three or four weeks and I would, it would absolutely drive me bananas. I was like, no, long COVID is when you cannot get out of bed. You can't brush your teeth. You... You cannot do anything. Yeah,
0: but I think the I think the correct word to use really is disabled. Disabled, so yeah, you are. Yeah. Disabled mm. by the disease. Yeah, and you know it's a spectrum. You know of signs and symptoms. Yeah, you know and long COVID is is a new disease. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, for those people who suffer, you know, uh, you know po- post viral issues like fatigue, shortness of breath, rashes and things like that. You know, you, you know, it takes, you know, it takes you a good four weeks if you have influenza to get over that. Yeah. Your, you know, your general daily activities are impaired. You can't do what you normally do. And it takes, you know, it takes you a good bit of time to get over that. But long COVID, I think it's really important to recognize that it's, you know, just because it it's, it's, um, it's a new disease, it's a really, really debilitating, disabling disease if you yeah. get it in the form, um, you know, like Emma and other mm. sufferers have experienced.
1: Mm. Yeah, and like, it's just, I, it's still very hard to get your head around it, like, you know, the whole COVID situation and, like, you know, and, you know, the fact that, again, it seems to be creeping up a little bit more and stuff like that. And it still cannot get my head around Emma that, like, you know, a year ago, perfect Mm -hmm. I know you know I like obviously for your for the both of yourselves it was a very tough time like Joe would have to go off to work you would be at home on your own she's obviously worrying about you you know if you can barely get out of bed how are you doing anything you know so like you obviously had a very good support around with you as well you know and I would say you're plenty of people calling in and plenty of and obviously you were a very close relationship with your family as we can see with your mother on Instagram yeah
3: (laughs) but the only thing I'd say about that as well is uh it's funny because you know if I if I was walking over to a coffee shop and people saw me because I looked fine and I didn't have I wasn't on crutches or I, I didn't you know people would kind of look at me and say what's ro- like there's nothing wrong with you and I'd come home a lot of time really upset and I'd say to Joe oh, I met this person and I know they're looking at me and they, they don't believe that I've long COVID or they don't believe mm-hmm. you know because I didn't have crutches and I didn't have I wasn't in a wheelchair and I used to say all the time I'd prefer to have two broken legs and two broken arms mm-hmm. than have this long COVID because yeah. you know you'd you'd get more sympathy and people would believe you more for mm-hmm. for those injuries or issues uh, rather yeah. than cause long covid so few people have it you know so oh, that, well that's
1: <laughs> it the percentage is tiny for it you know and yeah. like yeah you know and you know in a, in a way again you're, where you've you've been lucky is the fact that you've joe who's here to to give you that advice and to help you with it with yeah. it but Looking forward now, which it seems like you can start to look forward now at yeah. the moment. It's obviously going to be very much baby steps and everything like that. And like even after your ten minute run the other day, did you finish that and feel, yeah, all right, that's a nice progression. As in you weren't totally dead at the end of it. You were probably very tired yeah. and probably needed a nap. Like, but you know, were you were you ecstatic when you finished that?
3: Do you know what, Joe was it's like... All, it's all in the coaching, isn't it? Yeah. Jo, <laughs> we came back and Joe was like, how do you feel? How do you feel? And I think she expected me to feel like just elated and completely excited. But being honest, I, uh, I was just overcome with anxiety because I was like, oh my God, uh, like, is this going to like, am I going to wake up tomorrow and feel terrible? Am I, you know, is this going to cause, you know, me to be sick? Is this... Like, so for now, I can't feel happiness or, you know, I'm allowing... I do have the excitement in my stomach a small bit at that. Like, I have a pep in my step in that, you know, God, I'm I'm actually moving, you know. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I am still extremely anxious because I suppose I'm still afraid of what could happen, you know. Mm -hmm. But I have to believe and, again... I can blame Joe if I do go a step <laughs> too far or anything, so. I'm also
0: very excited because it's the
3: only opportunity I have to be. Yeah. <laughs> <So it's impressive laughs>
1: because
3: we're running so slowly and it's like the only time she'll ever be ahead of me, so.
2: But has some of the frustration possibly come, you know, we've mentioned so much already that most of the things you put your hand to, you've achieved first time round. You know, you've had such success at everything you've tried. <laughs> I know you know all you want to do as you said is go for a walk or go for running and, and you can't you know it's such a flip around you know
3: yeah like yeah. to be honest i used to, i i was saying this as well i i wasn't an extremely grateful person before all this happened like i used to if i ran i would come back and i'd i'd you know, write in my journal, oh, I'm so grateful for my run today. And I I I'd go for my coffee and I'd I'd reflect on my run and think, oh my God, I'm so lucky to be able to run now because for four years, you know, I, you know, I could barely run. And I I always think, God, I wish I had it happened to somebody who was wasn't as grateful and needed to learn gratitude. Whereas I, I was very grateful before all of this, but I do still believe that, you know, when I when I come back fit and healthy, that because I never got a clear probably run at running, that I can still, you know, perform to a good level. Um, like, well, I'm almost 40 at this stage, so I don't know if there's many years ahead of me, but...
1: Jesus, you're just, uh, <laughs> your brain's fixed. so if that's the case... You know? I know it, I know it.
2: <laughs> yeah, sorry about that Emma, it's
0: always comes my way. <laughs> What a way to
1: offend. I'm forty as well. Like I like to think that my, my running career is only starting as well, you know, like, don't well, be shooting yourself down. <laughs> yeah. Exactly,
3: well so they they say know. that you have a good ten years of running in you, don't you? So I haven't I haven't had those ten years yet, and I I I don't know, that's what they say. I don't know if that's true, but You know, I do, but, you know, you look at other females and often females peak kind of mid-40s, like uh, a lot of tennis players nowadays, female tennis players are kind of peaking mid-30s. So, look, maybe... Yeah, but it's all about breaking boundaries. It's breaking boundaries, exactly.
1: Exactly. And look, every day is a new PB, you know, for you from now, like you can can now start a... Okay. Post COVID PBs is what you can start now and just know. you know target that now next week I'm going to run fifteen minutes and I'm going to finally beat Joe again and know. you know these are all the happy things. He
3: just for that. That's what uh,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> I know. D- I, d- know. I know. Age we're categories
2: going. That's why age categories are vital in these races now as we get older. So we were running our
3: yeah. ten minutes last night and Joe. We were coming up towards the end of the run and Joe was like, "Okay, we'll race to the tree." And, like, literally, I was like dying at the stage, but I was like, there is no way I'm letting her beat me. I just
0: asked
3: for one victory. And Joe (laughs) started sprinting ahead, and I was like, there's no way. I was literally dying at the stage, and I still beat her. I'll pick a tree
2: 15 minutes away. Uh, (laughs) I know. As we said before, we
0: as we said before
2: we came on air sorry as we said before we came on air uh, we haven't had a live fight yet on any of these podcasts so we're, we're happy if you want to go on it you know? <laughs> I'd say it would be good good listening in
1: so a um, target now for you right so obviously yeah. I don't know if you've seen it we're doing a fundraiser now on the 12th of March a nice target now to come down to that we're going yeah. to have Asics coming down there doing a try on day you can come down try on a pair of them shoes same with you Joe, as well if you're and yeah. we we'll go for we we'll go for, you can go for 20 minutes which you'll be you know be well past that at that stage but yeah. you know it'll be good just to get out again and to get back into that scene. When is
3: when is that?
1: The 12th of March. Oh
3: what's it what are you fundraising for?
1: We're fundraising for Mallow Search and Rescue and Cork City Missing Persons. Okay. Uh, so two kind of local love charities to both of us. So, and here's a good deal, right? So if we raise, uh, and yeah. if, if we raise between 2,000 and 3,000 euros, right? it's only
2: Damien.
1: Rory O'Hagan, who's with Red FM and who's a good friend of ours, um, is going to get his uh, chest waxed. I'm going okay. to get my legs waxed. Okay. And Brian is going to get a punishment that we need to think of for him. Now, we've been told today if we raise 5,000 euros, he's going to get the, what is it, the, the, Back, uh, what is? Jeez, I can't even think what it's called. You know, the whole wax down, down, down below. So if you raise 5000 toes and that's <laughs> yeah. happening. We do
0: the waxing.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah. We 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 have yeah. nobody yet for the waxing, so we'll take a we'll take anyone who wants to do that as well. They can have a uh, they can have a lash off that if they want. <laughs>
3: uh, and I, I, uh, if I can't run that day, well, hopefully <laughs> I can. Given I'm healthy enough, I could always do the waxing for you. Okay, me. all
1: right, Brian. Yeah. There you go. Look.
2: Yeah. No. <laughs> I. I I was told today that he waxes his legs every week so there's nothing I, to wax. Anymore. I don't like
3: him. <laughs> <laughs> and actually if you're yeah. in a lot of pain, Joe's an anaesthetist so she can put you on oh,
1: general aesthetic. There we go. are so, no. no, not this is all coming together. <laughs> it's all coming together
2: nicely. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Right, <laughs> well, let's go she... back. Anyway. Let's go back. We we'll, we'll 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 start to finish it finish it up. We we've yeah. taken plenty of time. So yeah. plans, Emma. What's the plans for the future?
3: Um, Plans for the future. Well, for now, it's to, I suppose, every second day um, for the next two weeks, I'm going to run possibly 10 minutes, maybe build it up to 15 minutes um, because I actually feel fine when I'm running. You know, uh, my lungs, thankfully, and my chest are fine. My legs are struggling a little bit, but it's after the run, I feel quite sick. And week and Mm. which joe says would be quite normal so i do feel more confident in my body so i do i feel like next i maybe now this is ambitious but i would say by next september october i could be running um competitively again Day by day, yeah. No. Day, by day,
1: day, by day. day by day, Day by day, day by day, day by day. Okay. And, yeah. and, and Joe, you, what's your plan to get out on your lovely bike, you know, and. I run my lovely bike. The lovely shiny new one. My shiny
0: new bike, very kindly. It's sitting
3: on the balcony outside there. was <laughs> for
0: me by your good self.
3: <laughs> um,
0: yeah, so my, my goals would be, yep, cycle to work and back every day because the car park is horrendous. Yeah. And uh, run. Every day that I'm
3: not um,
0: stuck in work late.
3: Yeah. Unf- uh, now, in fairness, yeah. she runs very, uh, works very unsociable hours. Mm. I try and run
0: five days
3: Yeah, she runs five days a week, so, but she needs to start yeah. on that bike as well, so.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you can't just stay out there and not be used. Yeah.
3: The golf,
2: yeah.
3: Yeah. Like the golf club yeah. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: Guys, it's been absolutely brilliant. Um, as I said, I, I think there's a Netflix documentary to be made for
1: sure. Yeah, um, yeah, and, yeah. Uh,
3: You know, actually, really... you should have my mother on this. Oh, I was just about to yeah, say, uh, I
1: was going to say that, um, I, I, I think, was it, it was Mary, was she, she was she ill recently? She she is,
3: yeah, she's ill at the moment now. Yeah. So
1: yeah. we sent we send our best because actually that's I was going to come to that before and, we finished yeah. up to send our best to her, um because I, I feel like I know the woman like from. Uh,
2: awesome. <laughs>
3: yeah. You know what's funny? Uh, last year at um the Toker race, the Toker five k race, and um, because they hadn't seen me race in so long, my my mom of, of like four years. And at the time, I wasn't fit at all, but she was dying to come down and watch me race. Now, she actually missed the race because they <laughs> she went to the wrong place. But she came down and everyone was like, oh, hello, Mary. How are you, Mary? How... And she was like, hey, well, all these people were coming up saying hello to me. And I, I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, they all know me from the media. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have Mary Murphy on this one of the days and it will go viral.
1: Yeah, we'll do that. The, the, the Instagram queen.
3: The Instagram yeah. queen,
2: that's right. that's right. I actually think one day in time I pass the two of you while driving the car and I don't know either, but I actually think I salute you through because, you know, just to Instagram, I think I waved or something. Yeah. Say, what, am I, <laughs> what am I doing? You know? yeah. That's okay.
3: We're used yeah. to it. Us.
1: We're used to it. Us. <laughs> <laughs> we hope Mary yeah. gets a speedy recovery. And Emma, we hope I, you I, get a speedy recovery, obviously. And I that, guess. you know, we're on the, the right side of it now. And I, Joe, well, and, 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 like fair play to you for, you know, for all the help obviously you've given yeah. Emma the whole time and I know she, she really appreciates your yeah. calm demeanour that you obviously have.
3: I was oh, yeah. quite honestly an absolute tyrant admittedly yeah. for eight months. And I don't know how she's still sitting here, but I'm back to lovely Emma again. So. Okay,
1: see there we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you can, and, 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 and we keep, you. You can actually see it in you, though. Do you know? Even today, you can see the fact yeah. that your star, your start that yeah the Emma of the bubbliness is yeah. back, and uh, yeah. you know, so it's it is back. great to see. Yeah. It's good, yeah. Yeah,
3: it's back, and when I'm back running proper it will be even more back
2: that's
1: what we like to yeah. hear that's a same, positive
3: note i
2: promise <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, have a, I have a feeling as well there's going to be a big demand for joe as a coach after this uh, podcast uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and doesn't, <laughs> anytime,
3: doesn't anytime. she have a great podcast voice
2: she does actually does she, yeah, yeah, yeah
1: yeah you can exactly. join me on the on the golfing one emma let start up right? oh yeah. joe sorry joe you can start me on the golfing one
3: talk about yeah we
1: we started <laughs> but lads thank you very 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 much we appreciate no it money. and um we'll see you all on the road soon enough and we'll see you on the bike uh, joe as well all right yeah. um <laughs> thanks
3: that cheers, lads. cheers. Thank thanks you. guys Love cheers, cheers. bye thank, thank you
0: for the latest results and details of upcoming races go to the runnersdiary.com
2: Okay. So again, thanks to Emma and Joe. there. I mean, I don't know even where to start in that one. As I said, it's just such a talented woman Emma is. Um, Soccer, tennis, uh, running, running. you know, everything. I mean, you you even heard a story there when she ran her first kind of school Race as a as a, in mm. cross country and ended up winning it and I wasn't even part of a club, you know. Yeah, it's amazing talent. Yeah, and then you and fairness first Joe, you know, as yeah. she
1: said herself, and you know she's a very talented golfer. And you know if she wasn't a, a doctor, she would probably be a professional golfer, which I know for a fact is is actually the case because she is a very good golfer. So a very talented couple. Mm-hmm. Um so you know I really enjoyed it. They're they're good crack. We we had yeah. a bit of laugh before we had the, the interview and stuff like that as well. And um, you know, so hopefully yeah. very speedy recovery and massive speedy recovery to Mary um, Emma's, Murphy, uh, Emma's mother, mother yeah. who um, I know is had a surgery today or yesterday. So we wish her a very speedy recovery and get well soon.
2: You know, fairness as we said during the interview, I think we all know her without knowing her. Yeah, yeah, in fairness. Yeah, uh, look, I think you know we talked about women's running a lot, and you know things are improving. But look, a talent like Emma. You know, we certainly welcome that back to, to any race in oh, Park yeah. or beyond. You know, we need yeah. the more the more that, that type of talent we need it. So um yeah, look again, wish her, as you said, wish her a speedy recovery and hopefully we'll see her back. Maybe not so soon, because I think if she had her way, she'd be back soon. But Joe, I'm sure, is keeping a a very close watch on <laughs> yep. that that progress. So
1: and, and that goes for Emma and Mary, by the way. I said you're both being
2: both being trying to rush back. Um look, so Brian, thank you. Yeah, so Ryan Creech next week. Our event isn't too far away, so there's a lot happening. Yeah, busy. Uh, we'll do it Any, all again.
1: Yeah, and everyone, look, please keep an eye out for our competition winners and our competition. We will catch you all next week. Keep an eye on our social media. And thank you to everybody for listening and interacting with the show.
0: Thank you for listening to the Runner's Diary Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or from your podcast provider. Follow us on social media and until next week, happy running.